Ready? This <laughs> volume. Wow. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, Door right. shut, This is a gorilla podcast. A collection of interviews, conversations, and hangouts with some of our favorite humans. It's an opportunity for us to pull back the curtain and talk about how we all got here or are getting here. I guess you could say no edits. That's not just true. uncut conversations about things we've learned, mistakes we've made, and all the stuff that keeps us going. It's another way we hope to be a little more human. A little more human. To be more human. (laughs) (laughs) There's something in there. Right. Uh, Welcome to episode 15 of A Little More Human. Today on the podcast, we've got Lance Machma. For those of you that don't know Lance Machma, he is a first AC. Uh, He kind of leads the camera department uh, in all scenarios, depending on what your needs are. So Lance, (laughs) you're one of the people that I actually had a history of knowing before. Before I yeah. started working at Gorilla, because yeah. we went to the same college. Yeah, and I uh, I remember your brother as well. Which Wait, one? did you guys hang I in college? Is, is Calvin or Dallas? Calvin. It's Calvin. It yeah. Anyways, I've known you a long really time, important. and it was really cool to when I actually started working at Gorilla. You were one of the first ACs that I worked with. Um, oh yeah, I remember. I was doing like a little um, seminar, not a seminar, but like it was small. It was really small scale. There was like three, four people there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was like explaining protocol yep. for camera department, how to yep. clean stuff. Yep. But like you were, you were definitely uh, at the very start for me and it was really cool because we actually knew each other way back in the day. I want to ask you about your work in the context <laughs> of your life as a whole because I think you have a unique uh, thing that is going on in your life that most people that are in this industry don't necessarily have to deal with while they manage their workloads. And I kind of want to go down that road because it, okay. it leads to a story that we all talk about all the time. Yeah. Oh, are we going to talk about that? Yeah, I'm so, just okay, I was I was born with congenital heart defects. And at the, I mean, I got diagnosed when I was like a, a, essentially just a baby. And I had, yeah. so what happened is I had a surgery when I was like 22 months old that uh, basically I only had one like ventricle that was really working. Um, so they kind of in a way they constructed it to be the only one in a better capacity just Mm because the other one was so it's kind of like having a hole in your heart in Mm -hmm. a way Mm -hmm. so they kind of they kind of i guess nixed that 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 aspect of of the heart and just stuck with the the single ventricle Mm -hmm. and um so do most most people have two yes I'm yeah. not a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> nor do I remember much about human anatomy. Apparently, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's aggressive okay. stuff. It's fun to look at on like uh, different kind of different kinds of scans. Yeah, um, that you know record. You see so, do you have like time? a scan of your heart where you can yeah, see I've seen it where before. it's different than like the average? Yeah, it's heart? incredibly different. And really? Like, yeah, and when I've when I've seen that, um, I've been pretty taken back. Yeah, I, I bet, bet you like, that. How am I okay? So I had this <laughs> called the the Fontan. Okay. And at the time, they don't even do it anymore. That was a very new procedure at the time. Uh, had I been born like five years earlier, I likely wouldn't have survived. Really, wow. Just because Dang. the guy that performed it is like notorious, uh, you know, for doing uh, many, many numerous procedures like that. Okay. So, um, okay. So then, so growing up though, you're not able to do, you know, some yeah, so things or whatever, but for the most part, out. like this isn't something that's just like sitting on your mind all day, every day. You no. know, you're just moving no, through I life. No, I wasn't really affected by it as much back then. Uh, it just, I was, it, it was, you know, a few short years out of uh, having it even being done. So it, I wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a long, 
longer timeline where you get older and things start to change. Right. Um, as with anybody, I guess, you know, you get yeah. older and you start breaking down. So, so how yeah. would you articulate the first AC position? I'm, I'm simply in charge of the camera department. Yeah, that's kind of the. Well, and then that's kind of are the you general. the so when you you're talking about pulling focus, what does that look like on set? Yeah, so pulling focus is um, me manipulating what is sharp on a on a certain plane, whether it's you know a couple feet away all the way to infinity, the way we see. You know, we can see as far as the eye can see, mm -hmm. and so can a lens. <clears throat> so um, pulling focus is just just manually manipulating where that focal plane is mm -hmm. and. We generally do it for, you know, whether it be a product or, or a human. And we just, the, the whole point is just to follow it and stay sharp. I think everyone has seen something where it's been out of focus for far too long unintentionally. <laughs> sure. And then you're like, well, what the then, frick is going on? <laughs> like, I, I want to go back to a little bit of the why. Why did you pick camera department? I guess if, if we just start from the beginning, you know, um, actually, no, it was, it was Jurassic Park. I saw Jurassic Park at my parents' house, like at the home we were in at the time. And that scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> it really did. This is where it gets kind of embarrassing, I guess. But I'm a kid, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was terrified. The raptors. The, the velociraptors were intense. Yeah. And uh, I think, I don't, I, I, I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure my dad didn't want me to tell my, my mom that I had watched it uh, with him. And he was just, I think he was just having like a father-son thing. Yeah. Like, we can watch these kind of movies now. Yeah, yeah. And I was not ready. <laughs> so, I, so I slept in the bathroom across from my parents' bedroom for like two nights. You slept in Maybe the bathroom? Three. Oh, yeah. Just to be closer? Because it was directly across from their room, just in case the raptors got me. <laughs> just in case all hell broke loose and pandemonium and right. I was Jurassic ready. Park was real. I was ready because it was scary. Dude, so, your dad was pushing the limits of that one ventricle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, let's see how far this thing can go. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> so, Speaking of pushing the limits. Oh, go ahead. Super fascinated with it. It's like, oh, really? Like once you recovered, and then it's like, what is filmmaking? What's Steve? Who's Steven Spielberg? Uh, how do they do that? Like, obviously, right. this is not yeah. real. So, I never like thought it was real. It was just terrifying. Yeah. So after that, it just became this constant influx of questions and that fuse got lit somewhere. Sure. And then it just and sort so of took I wanted off. to emulate that creativity. So then I remember getting this like Velociraptor hand puppet. I was already using my parents' like VHS camera. Um. Anyway, I I would go third person with this thing so you couldn't see it on my hand. Uh -huh. And I would go chase my friends and we would do raptor videos and. <laughs> Make like there's some pretty intense shit we did. We were really far in some in some ways to try to make this like as real as it could be for sixth graders. That's awesome. And, That's awesome. Uh, like I remember Crayola red marker being involved and <laughs> like making footprints in the in the dirt and uh -huh. like oh, the whole nine. Like we, yeah, we tried to do everything. Even credits. Like my my old way of doing credits was. Writing on sheets of paper, taping it, and then slowly screwing up when the camera's just sitting there. So it That's turned out, awesome. and then we started making comedy videos with friends, and it just, and then it just obviously was a full-on thing. And um, I was always making little short films with family members and, and yeah. whatnot. So you know, whatever. That's that's what happened. Then I get to college, 
Uh, my high school was. Did you actually, go to college with the intent of yes. film? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, high school was good. There was a there was a program where I got first introduced to what was iMovie. Okay. At the time, yeah. I mean, it still exists. It's just very different now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got into editing, and I got my first editing system. Mm-hmm. Pinnacle Studio Deluxe. And, oh, uh, Deluxe. <laughs> it was $99. I see. Lance goes hard. For it. He does. Lance goes hard. He always goes Deluxe. <laughs> it's uh, the best. It was like a $100 editing system. Um, very basic, but that's that's what I did. Um, and then eventually, later in high school, I got a, I got one of the first generation MacBook Pros, I think. Mm. I'd saved up everything I had. And splurged on that so i could have iMovie <laughs> it's not it's so nuts to think because because the my school had uh right but you wanted it at Max. home so yeah. i was like all right in order to get this this program i need to get this computer yeah so wow that's an, that's some commitment it's pretty gnarly to think that it made a lot of things accessible <laughs> uh when it, that software made a lot of things accessible yeah and then for shortly a lot of after yeah. you know during college that's when um what was their other software uh final cut yeah came out and then i had that yeah. So, went into college thinking, all right, so Cornerstone, I only went, I knew, I found out during one of those, like, festivals or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a fair. It's basically. like a college fair. Yeah. yeah. That Cornerstone worked in conjunction with Compass. Uh, which is, now, is a film school, What is yeah. called Compass Arts Film Academy. And they were in their, it was like in their infancy back then. Yeah. Um, it was barely anything, but they had film classes. And I, w- I was able to take camera gear and go make things um and my my parents moved to hamilton as as any small town really you know champions that's what i kind of took advantage and that thing was uh varsity football Mm. so you started filming varsity football so i started doing that and and then i started making i made this like one particular piece that was all it was called hamilton community football (laughs) and it was like this big emotional thing that I went all out on, if you will, and just basically explained this is our little town and this is like we rally behind this 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 team and this is what it means and this is all the behind the scenes stuff. You know, people would do uh, tailgates and all this thing. That piece ended up on on like whatever my YouTube channel was at the time because <laughs> yeah. I thought that was how you, you know, reach all the audiences. And... Uh, you know, lo and behold, all of a sudden, uh, I get a call from a, I think it was a production coordinator. I don't really remember at the time mm-hmm. what it was, but I got a call and they're like, hey, this is during the film incentives. That yeah. We, you know, Michigan had the film incentives at the time and there was a lot going on um, and ramping up. So anyway, I got this call and she was like, hey, uh, we got this feature film that we're shooting and we're looking for small town football fields and and we wanted footage of, of football being played on them just so they could get an idea of what it looked like, you know, uh, daytime and nighttime. The yeah. school didn't have anything, but they referred her to that YouTube video. Okay. And that's why YouTube is great. And we're then, online. <laughs> you know, then whatever happened in that conversation. And then a few days later, I get a call from the DP. And he's like, great. Like, we would, I would really, you know, appreciate it if you could come out aboard this movie and shoot the kind of stuff that you shoot on this 
I never heard this. But story. it wasn't. It wasn't with like cinema cameras. It was. I, it would be like a, at the time it was the Canon DSLRs, the five D yeah. Mark II. They wanted some like. But they wanted supplemental footage that they weren't going to have time to get. They knew they weren't going to have time to get already. Was this for touchback? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was for touchback. That's um, crazy. So I and then for the the run of the show, I actually was just a camera PA. And on, then on he, these like big football days where they had. We had like four overnights yeah. to shoot this scene. That's I think insane. I, no, I, I bet think you were I just in your glory. Dude, I bet I you, you thought that you had arrived. Yeah, I got bumped up to a second for those couple of days, uh, like D camera. Uh -huh. <laughs> and You still had to be so It was excited. just such a poignant moment, though. Like, Yeah, because you'd been doing yeah, this Yeah, I did, so I did shoot this, like, you know, crowd footage that was similar to what I had done with a yeah. DSLR. And it, they some of it made the movie, and it just didn't – I don't think it – like mixed super well personally but <laughs> it's fine it, it made it in it was just quick little you know you make dude quick that, moments you might have just given the best argument i ever heard for but the, the, big, the moment i realized it though dude was was almost like i said i got bumped up to a second for those big days and all of a sudden all these things aligned and i for some reason ended up on a camera for just a moment i don't know i honestly don't remember why really and it was the start to this big scene it was the big kickoff scene there was a yeah crowd you know all there's like 150 mm -hmm. 200 extras and kurt russell is the coach of <laughs> yeah. the football team in this movie and i hit the slate you know a few feet from kurt russell's face while we're, you know, everyone's, the everything was yeah. roaring. It was like my life was climactically <laughs> coming to this point. It was insane. The You're like, I'm on Jurassic Park! The amount, of, <laughs> the amount of euphoria, I will know, I don't know if I'll ever feel that again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. But I'm Incredible. still chasing it. Yeah. Oh, That's I love that. That is so good, dude. I love that too. <laughs> So wow, that's I, crazy. I would be amiss if we don't talk about this next subject, and I want to get to it before we wrap up our conversation. I know there's there's yeah. so much. There's to so cover. many things that we no. could talk about, but and I do want to talk about place. Russia. Yeah. Yes. I, Maybe I, I should I set like it up. Eric should set it up Absolutely. because like this 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 stems back to my original question about um, your medical health while still maintaining a professional career because like this is I think this was even for. Our relationship as a company with Lance, we didn't necessarily understand his position, and maybe not, but like this, there was like a weird yes. moment that happened, and like. But I, I, okay, so I need to saying? predicate this story saying that Lance and I travel together, still travel together often. He's great at traveling, so this <laughs> this story should be not taken in any other context. It's just a crazy ass story. It is. Yeah, that's, that's what gnarly. it is. It's Lance is perfectly capable of traveling. Yes. So here's what happened. So we had this project that I was directing, and it was a four-country hop. We are doing these profile videos in four different countries. It was uh, the UK, Italy. It was Russia, then UK, then, then Germany, then Italy. Then Italy, yeah. I'll never right. forget it because I didn't get to do it all. So <laughs> we started pissed. with Russia. We're in Bryansk, Bryansk Russia, right? Yep. It was Flew 70 Moscow miles from the like border with Crimea, which away. was... Yeah, the, there was currently like, you know, conflict in the border with Crimea. We were about 70 miles from there or whatever. Drove into no Bryansk. I didn't know we were that far away from that. Basically <laughs> did our scout day, right? Like just did our scout day. We're out yep. looking around at things or whatever. We're back at the hotel that night. I still can remember because like Taylor Swift was like, there's like this Taylor <laughs> Swift 
like shake it off music video playing on the TV. And I remember looking from that video over to Lance and being like, you don't look so good, bro. We were, we were at the restaurant. Is that where you said Yeah, it was was in the background. We were scouting, we were doing the tech scout and then I didn't realize, I didn't know that. That's Yeah, dude. What a great little tidbit there. I've, every time I hear that song, I think of your face not looking so good so we started getting lunch and yeah it was during it was like i'll never i have a photo i found a photo the other day that was taken by i don't know who that shows us walking into it yeah oh really and i was like oh fuck (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what what happened what what you you take it from here so i walked in that door fine feeling great stoked we're gonna eat some russian food some more russian based cuisine Earlier that day, we were at a hotel, leaving the hotel. We got some breakfast, and I love over-easy eggs and uh-huh. stuff like that. Sunny side up, whatever, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, and I remember there was about a bunch of them open, and just like in, in the open. Yeah. I mean, there was a there was that little latch, that metal canister that latches open, yeah. whatever yeah. it's called. I have no idea. But there was a bunch of those in there, and ultimately, I don't necessarily blame it on that, but I feel that's the only direction it could have, yeah. you know gone to i guess so i i had like three or four of those things and um set something off in your stomach i i I guess so (laughs) to say the least so i was not feeling well um once we actually got our meals at this restaurant so i go i just go to the bathroom and i come back and go to the bathroom again and come back and then i go once more and i don't leave (laughs) i don't leave i am at this point, I am so weak that I really, I was, I was really, I was really that weak. I could not really get myself up um, just because my butt was exploding. And <laughs> it was just, it was just water. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And I've wow. thought, I have thought about ways to explain that, this. By the way, the, what you just heard was Eric's uncomfortable laughter. <laughs> It's a little weird for Eric. He laughs uncomfortably. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know. So there it is. What? Just blowing it. And I lost all the water I think I had in me. And it was just. So it could have been food poisoning, but like that triggered other things. And I had heard stories from Eric about getting food poisoning in other countries. And he's like, yeah, it just kind of happens. It's a very different. And Lance is just like, yeah, I just smashed these raw. Eggs real quick. From a different Just country. No big deal. <laughs> push the limits. Yeah. It goes hard. So wait, after that though, you're no longer weak. Who who came to the bathroom to get you? Because like now it's like, hey, something's wrong. I don't know. It was it was one of the it was one of the producers or it was the DP that just walked in and said, Hey, how you doing? And I'm just like, uh, help. <laughs> I don't like I, I am so out of it at this point that I'm just like I don't feel good. And that's all I could really say, uh, I suppose. And this is not like where we were. It's not like there was Let's go to the a ER big real support quick. network, right? right. There, this was not a major city. This is a small yeah. city in it's, Russia. Yeah. And it's like our crew is not big, right? So on the production side, we're just like, yeah, Lance, uh, rest up, buddy. We got to go film tomorrow. And I, I felt feel that better. way myself. I was like, yeah. man, this is really shitty, but I'll be okay in a we, day, maybe two. We didn't really look at it as anything more serious than that. We just didn't, nobody knew. Yeah. Right? But long story short, Lance ends up in a Russian hospital. 
and things go crazy from there. Yeah. Well, first we went to this like what I what I would presume is like an urgent care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'd presume. <laughs> I you had really to presume know. it. I, also, I, I also, they, no one is speaking English. <laughs> like, oh. so they transferred me from there. I remember that's when they put me on that like handheld gurney, if you will. It's just like the. It's like a platform that was made with, it's not like the board, but like just canvas or something. It was rural. Yeah. And they walked me over to, what's it? Maybe they walked me to an ambulance and they brought me to a hospital or something. Yeah. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I was super out of it at that point. Like He's, he's a goner. We're like going into production while this is happening. And you're yeah. Like, we were what? shooting the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, so not that we... Everyone's super worried about Lance, but you have also no at options. the same times no options and trying to figure out how we're going to shoot this thing without one of you know our most important crew members at the same time. So it's, mm. it is crazy. Like we didn't really know what was going on with you. We just knew okay, he's in the hospital. Yeah, he's safe. Like the producer was in contact with the hospital, but <laughs> we didn't know. No, yeah. And so how long were you at well, the hospital? Well, they diagnosed me finally, and they said it was salmonella. Oh, um, gosh. And so salmonella in, Ru in Russia. But because of my previous condition, at that point in time, things were changing for me as far as where I was, like, conditionally, what were, how my body was being affected by it. Oh. And my, my blood cell count was much lower than normal. Okay. And so the salmonella triggered something in you and you were already transitioning and therefore it made everything yeah, I, far worse. That's when things were starting to change with my body, I guess. I guess it's kind of like kicking a horse that's not dead, but down, you know? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Um, so what happened in the hospital? This is the best part. So, well, there's so many things that happened in the hospital. This well, okay, hospital so, like, so what happened? was like from yeah. World War II or like afterward, I don't know, whatever. Maybe like the 60s. So the, all the equipment like, is super it's old. It's from like all the horror movies that you've ever seen. <laughs> yes. And it's like this like Chernobyl style fuck show. And it's just like... I don't know, man. It was terrifying. Because <laughs> you're in the... Was, I, like I don't really know how to describe it because there's all kinds of stuff that... Everything was just old around me and there was nothing that I was that I was familiar with. So it was super uncomfortable. And you're used and, to hospitals. Well, just somewhat. Just conjugal visits. <laughs> and uh, it was just, I don't know, man. It was nuts. I there's so many things that happened. They put a Foley in me. Uh that sucked. A Foley catheter. Yeah. Oh All no. It was like totally they, awake. They like strapped me down and oh yeah. It was Bro, nuts. it was torture. Oh yeah. Also, it was we nuts. couldn't get to him. They took him through a doorway and we weren't allowed to talk to him. He was just and this, in a this, hospital this, in Russia, know. MIA. I didn't, I didn't know that you couldn't talk to me for the first bit of time either. I was yeah. just like, where are my friends? <laughs> yeah, and we're on the other side, like trying to get to him. They're like, oh no, you can't talk we to him. We have a job to do. But also, like, no, with not not a lot of English involved. No, not at all. So I was using <laughs> Thank God for Google, you know, really. Because you were using Google <laughs> Translate using to Google try to Translate, communicate. And I could, I could, uh, you know, kind of articulate what I wanted to say and then show it to him on a phone, on the device. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, luckily, I had our translator there. Our fixer was there. Mm -hmm. um, she was of immense help. But once things got worked out, we ended up, I ended up getting transferred back to Moscow overnight in an ambulance. 
um, just because that's, you know, that's where the international airport is. So, yeah. And that was a whole nother thing. Like, so, so on the production side though, we wrap production. Lance is in a random backward ass hospital in yeah. Bryansk, Russia. Yeah. We got to go to London because we've got all these places right, lined up for production. production. So basically we leave our producer behind to, I guess, wait for Lance to not die. <laughs> was, I'm joking, but like, is, we know he's on the mend, but who he's is, wait was going to have a baby on yeah. the, like on the way and did have like a week after he got back. It's so he's waiting for I'm the Lance. One that told him Lance to go is the behind. He's Lance is behind the door. Nobody can get to him or talk to him. We're just okay. You stay here and wait for Lance to come out of there after they're done doing whatever torture they're doing to him. Dude, we're gonna move on to dude. London. I and like the production just sort of split at that point, and we just were like every day. We're just like, okay, where's Lance? How's he doing? What's going on? I it, it was nuts. I, I don't know. It was man. scary. I've never been able to fully imagine what that was like for the other side. You know, oh, it was so scary, dude. We were <laughs> freaked you're out. To, like, deal with a you know, I think a client or two, and then you're just traveling, and that's already insane. Well, anytime you have a client traveling with you, right? Like, you want to always want to be honest, yeah. but you also is like, this is a four country production, and we don't. We also like it's not their responsibility to feel the. They can feel compassion, of course, but they shouldn't feel the pain of. Murphy's Law, which just things happen in production, right? So we're yeah. trying to navigate that and basically salvage the experience and still get what we committed to get while also taking care of Lance, right? So which is why we left our – we basically left our producer behind, mm -hmm. called another producer, flew them to London from <laughs> the U.S., basically rebooted the production that way and – Kept on going and then finally heard that you had been transferred to so Moscow you, and eventually brought home. Yeah, yeah, when did you? So you went to Moscow. How long were you in Moscow? For? I was there for two weeks and the production was there for four days, three days. Yeah. Jeez. So you flew, you fly home. When do you, when do you first start to feel okay? Sorry, I totally just hit the microphone. With like, I mean, like, no, they like, I, hey, I'm out of the woods. Like, is it when you finally got home or I we're think like, it was, was it when in I Moscow? I was on the plane that okay. I was like, I think I'm going to be. All right. Okay. But I felt up until that horrible. point, though. Yeah. What were you feeling I when you were horrible. in Russia? Like, what were you feeling? Like, what did you? Were you feeling like, oh my god? Like, am I? I honestly, get home? I was like, so naive to the fact that that could, like, that it could do as much harm as it did, um, which is probably, in a way, a good thing, I mm -hmm. guess, for as as far as like stability during my time there, but. And it's, it's so multifaceted. Like it, it, we could we could talk about this for like hours. And it it sounds like we're like really beating up on like uh, Russian hospitals, but it, that sounds really stereotypical, right? And we had a great experience in Russia as a crew, but that hospital was jacked up. And the nurses were mean, <laughs> so mean. It was I don't know. It, it was bad. It was there. There, like I said, it's so multifaceted. There's so many different aspects that came into play. So many poignant moments that I remember. And like what? Just I remember there was this one moment where I woke up in the middle, I'm assuming the middle of the night, and I had no idea where I was. Like I was, I legitimately was hallucinating, actually. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I remember it was like a dreamlike state. And then this like nurse came in and she was like checking on me and 
it was just there was just there were some weird colors and I don't know it was just one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. Well, I guess my, the biggest thing concern is like I, when you got home because you had to, you took a break and we're, we're gonna wrap it up here real soon. But like you like I think you took a break in general once you finally got home. Because you're like, this was a pretty intense experience for you. Yeah. Oh, the most yeah. intense. Yeah, and like, I, I, I experienced uh, a couple of arrhythmias. I think that's the one part I've kind of left out. I That's like the main thing I deal with nowadays from my condition and the procedure that I had when I was young. The rhythm. Was, it's just this. the catalyst of this, of all that was uh, arrhythmias. So I have these, these things called supraventricular tachycardias. Um, and that is basically a pretty fast heart rate um, that, you know, I didn't evoke or anything. It I just, just starts to happen. Yeah. It, imagine just, you know, you're just sitting down and all of a sudden your heart's going 160 beats per minute. And Jeez. that does not feel good. No. It's very uncomfortable. And you can't really function the same because you're not getting enough oxygen. You could pass out pretty easy by just exertion. Mm -hmm. And... So that's that's what you I do experience and I did three of them. That. I did have at least one in Russia and that was probably I mean it was a it was not that intense actually they've gotten more intense over time but at that point in time it was only like I I I just know I know my body really well so I it was around 120 wow which was stable I could manage that but it was still not it was still like when is this going to go away what typically happens when I have that is I get cardioverted like if it's too long I need to go to the hospital and just get shocked mm they they cardio over you so it sounds so, so much and more at this stage so really is. yeah this is what i'm, I'm impressed by because like you keep going and i think that's the best yeah yeah like you, you're yeah. still chasing that moment like you said earlier you're still chasing the moment mm -hmm. uh that you had when you were on this movie in this small town in michigan with kurt russell <laughs> and all these other random people but like you, you know you also have like these other there. crazy experiences where you're in russia and like your heart is freaking out, but like you're still going, which to me is just really impressive. And Not only going, but like killing achieving, it. like moving yeah. to the top of the, you know, you're right up there at the top of the food chain. Like you're in demand. It's, yeah. I think it's you've impressive. You've overcome a lot of obstacles to get there. Yeah. And like I think at this stage, we talked about this when we had coffee a couple of weeks ago. And at some point, you might have to have like a heart transplant right yeah like which is yeah. a really big fucking deal it's no that's no joke it's terrifying yeah it's just terrifying to, but like just i just ponder. i'm humbled by your work ethic because i've been on a lot of sets and like we're really fortunate to work with a lot of really great people but like you really really push yourself and it's i think a lot of people forget the human nature side of what we do like yeah. people still have their humanness to contend with sure. regardless of whatever production that was on. sort of the point sure. i was trying to make at the beginning right like yeah. you could hear a story like what you know happened to us in russia and go like oh wow like you know i don't know if i want to you know be in a position where someone's got a you know a liability or something like that and i would argue the exact opposite yeah i would say there are very few people where i could just be like we're gonna leave a producer behind this guy's tough enough he's got it He's mature enough and like will will be okay. We also understands on. that we have like have to keep yeah, moving. Also trusted collaborator enough that is like gonna be like, no, you guys keep going. I'm gonna work this out. Like yeah. that's a very rare thing. And you and I have never really like we've actually we've talked never, about talking yeah. about it so many times, yeah. right? That's why I brought it up. But that is exactly how I felt about it. And if anybody ever asked me about it, that's exactly what I'd say. I, I would say, like, well. 
shit's going to happen. No matter what set you're on, something's going to happen. Yeah. Do you want to be with people that you can trust absolutely and handle the situation as a team? Or do you want to be in a position where you don't know what's going to happen? What, you know, what role it's going to, what toll it's going to take on production or on you? I think that's really special and really rare. Hmm. And why I would take you to Russia again. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm never going back to Russia. (laughs) We go eat some eggs. No, honestly, the exact opposite. I, I would, I would like to go back one day to that town and have a meal at that actual restaurant as like my nice last you know as like a fuck you to the whole not russia not you putin <laughs> but to the situation yeah that's awesome that's pretty cool it's like i just want to conquer the like i the, my whole life has been trying to overcome some kind of you know a, med- a medical odd but here's what here's my take out of it it's everybody has their thing everybody some people deal with medical stuff. Some people deal with financial stuff. Other people deal with like relational stuff. Mental health. Or I mean, mental yeah, there's, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, the, the list goes on. Everyone has their thing. So nobody's like, uh, it could, I guess all that to say, it just could, it could be worse. There could be some, there's so many other people that have a much worse off situation. And I'm grateful for what I'm able to accomplish now. Um, but I, it's also kept me from going to places like LA. Um, and I'm working on some of those things, but there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot to offer you in the future. And you guys have been a big part of, you know, my, my journey and. Oh man, now I want to go back to Russia with you. I know. Right? We should plan a road trip. It'd, it'd be, be so fun. It'd be so gnarly. We'll go get like a same team that was there we'll go find your translator that was with you oh my gosh i wonder how she's doing yeah i know <laughs> shout out to russian translator whatever her name is <laughs> although i forgot her name okay well I too um lance thank you so much for being part of this podcast Shit, man, we could go on for I, so I, long. I know we could talk a lot a lot more about this but like uh again seriously i, I appreciate you being vulnerable i appreciate you talking about your medical stuff it's not easy to kind of face those demons or whatever it is but i appreciate sure. you talking about it in a, kind of like a public setting like this and we're grateful for you, um, and I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, like to no, say. I I agree. I just think that uh, we're very fortunate to be in an environment where you know there's people like you, where we're building that trust network that we talked about in a way that can continue to level up and make each other better and stronger. And this is just one of those stories along the way that will be yeah, part of absolutely. the fabric of that absolutely. network of relationships. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being on this one. And uh, to everybody else, we'll see you next time. Don't be a dick. Oh! <laughs> <you> did it. <laughs>